This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. How's it going, everybody? Hey, Lon. Thought we can start with Jenny and Sumit, who needs to commit. Submit needs to commit. <laughs> I got that from Kalani, but that was her line in Pillow Talk. Oh. Yeah, Did you watch it. Pillow Talk, by the I way? I don't Dude, watch Pillow Talk. It is I should. hilarious. So I tweeted about this, but the context here is when Jenny said she felt vibrations while she was chanting. I saw that. <laughs> Aswelu interpret that as vibrator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he thought it was a vibrator. Like I was like, I, I'm dead. <laughs> like, I can't take it. See, so even their pillow talk segment was more entertaining, I, I take it, than the segment they aired. I think this is for us. I don't think they really need to show any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think submit does need to commit he needs to marry her if he wants her to stay these workarounds that they're doing are just not the way to go now it's come to this part where they're trying to get a missionary visa and y'all are doing too much (laughs) they're doing way too much that's so So, extra to like go all the way to being a devotee a, a missionary right is that what it is didn't the i forgot what his title is but he's like the guru Maybe mm. one of the guys that she spoke to told her that she has to be a real devotee before they can mm-hmm. consider her to be a Hare Krishna missionary, right? right. And that will take years. It takes years, yeah. right? And, and this she was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, and this isn't something to take lightly, and it, it isn't something to take lightly to begin with because it's for religious reasons, right? Right, and for them to think that this is a way, like some kind of workaround to circumvent the system that already to me is already wrong but i think definitely could benefit from it but does she want to spend her life in that i forget the name of the uh place but for lack of a better term the church she has to be the temple yeah the temple that's it she actually has to be there and they do real work there they pray that prayer there consistently and they upkeep the temple and there's There's all this stuff, and I don't think she's ready to make that kind of change. She's probably thinking, oh, I just need to be a devotee and do this chant. She was already reluctant to do the additional things. She's like, do I have to try to convert people? Look, like, if you're already asking these questions, then you're not ready. You're not ready to be a a devotee. You know, and he said, oh, for now, all you got to do is say the chant. And she was so relieved. So then you're not ready. (laughs) You are not ready to be an actual missionary. Yeah. Right. And that made me happy. Like, I don't want them to be apart. 
I do wish them well and I want them to get married, but that part made me happy. Like, just go ahead and get married already. And it sucks that Jenny is in this position because I know she wants to, but look, Jenny, don't waste your life. If this guy isn't going to marry you, then you need to move on. Right. So I was happy that that was a big nope. Like that's not happening. (laughs) I found it very insulting that Sumit actually said this missionary visa is the only way, quote unquote, for Jenny to stay longer. Bitch, you only have to get married to her. Right. Like, like, what do you mean that this is the only way? It's not the only way. It makes me think that he really doesn't want to get married and he's just buying time. (laughs) Like, what is their end game here? Just to keep renewing the visa, keep exploiting all these loopholes? By the way, there was someone in Reddit that succinctly summarized this. The fact that Jenny thought she could get a missionary visa from attending the temple just one time is extremely insincere and ridiculous and Mm -hmm. insulting. Right. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, though, too. I understand the whole parents thing. and I think that's real and that, you know, for you to be afraid. But part of me is just like, well, maybe they just needed another season you know, on the show, right, to be on 90 Day the other way, because at this point, I'm not interested in really seeing them. So did they just need another season? And in this season, they're like, well, what are we going to do? Or they probably owe a season and they're like, well, we'll just try this. So I don't know. I'm not interested anymore. You can kind of tell I'm just not interested. And yeah, at this point, you know, I don't want to see what the rest of the season looks like for Sumit and Jenny I've seen the previews and it looks like the parents come the mom treats her like shit and I'm just like we do not care (laughs) (laughs) just get married just get married get fucking married already yeah all right speaking of married Armando and Kenny wasn't that sad I was teary-eyed let's just put it that way I did choke when I watched Kenny talk about how he left his family behind it kills me from inside mm-hmm. it's sincere that scene is so sincere and for his daughter to well let him know that she feels that she's the glue that's holding the family together that's also very heartbreaking yeah so there's a lot of emotions to unpack with Kenny right there's missing your family is already difficult enough So missing your family is already difficult enough, but then the guilt that he feels from hiding that from Armando, trying to keep a happy face to make Mm -hmm. Armando happy and not make Armando feel bad about it. That's a whole nother thing. I'm not going to be the one to tell him what to do. He probably knows what's best, but if I were a betting person, I would bet that if he shared this with Armando, it wouldn't be as bad as he thinks. Mm. I think um, Armando loves him. And it's easy to understand that, right? It's easy Mm. to understand. I miss my family. You can say that at any time and people will understand. Yep. Right. So I don't think that's something he should hide. But I do understand where he's coming from and why he would want to hide that because he does. He cares about Armando and he doesn't want Armando to feel that he's regretting the decision to move there. So yeah, there's definitely a lot to unpack there. And I thought one of the realest scenes of the series was that scene in the vehicle when he was speaking with his daughter and they both had tears to share about what happened. 
And it's an interesting thing when you think about um, 90 Day the other way. They don't really show too much what's happening stateside. Once mm. the people leave, they do focus on the couples. But we got to see a glimpse of that. And his daughter shared that with him, that, you know, you were the glue. And once you left, it seems like I'm the only one trying to keep this family together. And for her to share that and to express it. And when the words came out of her mouth for her to just to lose it was really touching. And um, yeah, it was sad. But at the same time, this is what happens. And they don't share this side too much on the show. But this is happening to the families that stay behind and have to deal with it. So they show it a little bit sometimes when families dropping off the person at the airport. But I don't think it really hits the way it did until Kenny's daughter broke down on the ride to his place. I have to say, I love their scenes. It feels very sincere. Sincere. Very real. Yes. Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just can't wait to see what happens next. I wonder, do you know why his daughter came to visit? Was there a reason behind it? Maybe I didn't catch it. You know, I, I didn't catch it either. Now that you mentioned it, I figured that he missed them and that this was more of a trip for her to see him and say, Hey, how are you doing? I'll have to revisit that. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think there was a special occasion for it. Yeah. Well, maybe she just misses him and decided yeah. to fly over. That's what I gathered too. Who wouldn't want to visit Mexico? Dead. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like totally. With Kenny being there and living there, I don't think he finds it as exciting which brings up another point for me. But anyways, his daughter is excited and his daughter does want to go. Mm -hmm. So like I think, and you know, this brings me to my own experience. When I came to Seattle, I was also there, a, a relationship took me there. And when I was in that relationship, I didn't get to see Seattle for what it was. I only got to see it through the lens of my relationship. Mm. And I think maybe Kenny it's great to focus on your relationship. Your relationship is a beautiful thing. It's a much more beautiful thing than the relationship I had while I was in Seattle. But I think if he just takes a step back and goes, holy shit, I live in Mexico and do the things that his daughter is excited that anybody is excited to go to Mexico for, right? There are people who are going down to Mexico to travel because there are good things about Mexico, yep. right? Like there's Puerto Vallarta and the Riviera Maya, and there's just all these cool things. And maybe, you know, he might have to buy a plane ticket or whatever, but you're in fucking Mexico, dude. You're not in America anymore. Like, take advantage of this time. And you get to take advantage of it with the person you love. So I get that he's homesick. And maybe he does. Maybe they just don't show it on camera. But for me, I wasn't appreciating the city I was in because I was just seeing it through the lens of my relationship. But mm. we ended up breaking up. And then once I started making my own friends and then going out, experiencing the nightlife, experiencing the foodie culture over there, and then just really taking a step back and going, holy shit, I'm in fucking Seattle. There's like the Fremont Troll, the Space Needle, Bruce Lee's gravesite, the waterfront. There was just so much to love about Seattle. And I fucking fell in love with it. When it was time for me to come back home to the Bay Area, I was just so in love with Seattle. So like, Take this time, Kenny, if you still listen to this podcast, to enjoy the experience that you have. And you get to enjoy it with Armando, right? And I understand that he's homesick and stuff. Maybe a trip back home will do the trick or his daughter visiting will, will do the trick. But 
there are people who are literally like dying to come, not literally dying, but <laughs> who would wish to come to Mexico. So take that into account for what it's worth and find ways to enjoy your time there. That message was brought to you by Visit Mexico. <laughs> Just kidding. Mexico We're- Air. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Visit Mexico or Seattle, but if you're listening to this mayor of Seattle, I think Lon would be a great ambassador. In (laughs) fact, I'm just like you, Lon. I think in a different context, when I visit Seattle for work, which is almost every other month, you know, many years ago, it was different, right? When you see just one side of Seattle, the financial district. Then when you start hanging out with people there, you know, hanging out with the locals, someone who actually lives in Seattle or a, a suburb outside of it, then you'll see other parts of Seattle that is amazing. So Seattle right. mayor, if you're listening, we would love to be ambassadors <laughs> of Seattle, uh, if not the great state of Washington. Anyway. Speaking of Washington, this is a Speaking good segue. Speaking of Washington, good segue. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Lon, I know you're going to have a lot to say, but let me just start with this. If you have a loved one, like someone like a Victor, someone like a how Victor is to Ellie, right? With all those baggage that comes with Victor. If you have a loved one that is somehow experiencing or trapped in a Cat 5 hurricane, would you fly to him or her or them i definitely would yeah would i definitely you? would even so though here, here's the thing. even me, though this person is a cheater let and, me take a step back <laughs> and a domestic abuser so one i wouldn't date that person to begin with but, but we're talking in, about in, Ellie a hypothetical, <laughs> in a hypothetical situation in which i have i'm taking now to account if you love someone and you care about them and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, which I believe is the headspace Ellie is in, she does, she wants to marry this guy, then yes, I totally would. For somebody that I love that much, I totally would. And I compare this to, what was his name? Uh, was it Andrew? Who, when he was separated from his fiance and he went to Mexico and we were, mm. we talked about it at length. We were like, he Andrew should and go fly out. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like yep. it's one of those things where the expectation was there. We were like, you need to do everything to get there. Right. Yeah. That's how I would feel. Right. Yeah. Um, if I did love somebody that much. Right. You know, take turning a blind eye to, to Victor's imperfections. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and if I was in Ellie's position where I love this person that much, I cared about this person that much to want to spend the rest of my life with them. Yeah. I would be doing everything I could to try to get to them, if I had the financial resources available, to try to get to them to make sure they were okay. So I feel that, you know, I I feel that. But for me, what really spoke to me about the scene with Ellie was, again, the MVP, right? This is what I mean by like, you don't need to support the relationship, but you can still be supportive of your friend. Oh, hero me. Yeah, she disagrees with the whole Victor thing. And you're going to like just put all your eggs in one basket and turn your life around for this person who is like abusive and, and you know that he cheats. 
but at the same time understands that her friend needs her at this moment and that her friend has genuine feelings about this person. And so she's going to be supportive of her friend and she's going to be there for her friend. She's going to be a shoulder to cry on and an ear to listen to. Right. So whenever people ask me certain things like this in this scenario where they're like, well, fuck that. I don't think, you know, this person should be thing. You can still support your friends in these circumstances, even if you don't like the person they're dating, even if you disagree with their relationship, you can still be there for them, you know? Yeah, I guess I have a different take on this because I feel like I'm being protective of Ellie as someone looking from outside. So I can't compare myself to Hiromi, obviously. Hiromi is the MVP already. She's yeah. like how Jojo was to Angela. Again, as an ordinary citizen, I don't know if it was a good idea for Ellie to go to ground zero of a catastrophe. Because unless she has some experience dealing with you know, major natural disasters, I don't know if it's safe for her. She might dig a deeper hole for herself. She might. What good is she actually doing? Right. right? That's where I'm coming from. I totally get where you're coming from, Lon. I think that's a valid reason to go over because you love someone, regardless of what they've done in their past, you want to look for them, right? But like I said, from an outsider's point of view, I don't think it was the wisest idea. I figured there must be other ways that she can go about it without having to drop everything it's almost like she kamikaze her way to Providencia without any any prior that's experience. That's not good. That's not good TV. Nadia. That's true. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How I did I not go see there that now? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Producers like we need uh, to go. <laughs> we need to go. And she's like, it's not safe. No, 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 no. We right. Sure. It's okay. Uh, yeah. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> At one point too, I thought. Because remember, she she checked in into a, a motel, I would say, or a backpacker's lodge. And there was two twins, when twin beds. Yeah. I thought, damn, is the producer staying with her? <laughs> 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 like, I'm pretty sure there's this one guy with the camera taking the flights with her, right? She had like, what, two, At least. two three connecting flights, right? From right. Washington to Dallas, Dallas to, was it Medellin? And then from Colombia to some island and then <laughs> it was like wow this cameraman is really dedicated dedicated yeah <laughs> at least right because then there's the lighting and then the, the sound person with the boom mic holding right and all stuff. right they got a production crew out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah like you said uh, it wouldn't be good tv if she had mm-hmm. just given up <laughs> and looked right. looked after herself Right. Look it, would, out it, for it would be like Andrew and Amira again, where she's just making phone calls the entire time. And then right. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Right. Or she's like, I did what I could. Let's let's go to the Space Needle today. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's buy back my house. <laughs> yeah. Or buy back my business. Buy back the restaurant or whatever. <laughs> Start advertising. Right. We make the best. What is it? Pizzas Pizza. here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're laughing at a tragedy. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry, sorry guys. folks. That's not funny. We sympathize with, with them, obviously. I swear we're full of compassion. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk about Alina and Steven with a V? Oh, I think 
Dude, I think I want to quote you on this. If you had to go do what Alina is doing to Steven, then it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Right? Yeah. So if you have to spy on your loved ones, is it worth it? Yeah. To me, it looks set up. I don't know. Dude, it especially looks set up. especially after you said she's enrolled in BYU, and I'm like, yeah. okay, well, this is a done deal. She's converting, or at least yeah. that's what it looks like. I don't know. So part of me just thinks this is set up for the show and for the ratings, and I think it would be more genuine if they just let the relationship play out. They're already right. a young, interesting couple. The whole Mormon thing is a cool little twist, and it's kind of funny to see how. Already, without the bait friend, let's call it a bait friend, right? Without yeah. the bait friend, th- you already see the different conflicts. Like, we need to stay in separate rooms. And can I, like, date other women? And, like, there's already these cool, interesting little quirks to their relationship already. Like, why are we putting this little subplot where I got to trick him? I got I to gotta <laughs> trick him to see if he's faithful to me. We don't need all that. Like, there's already enough cool little quirks. In their relationship being that he's a Mormon and that he's got this huge secret that he's not a virgin. Can we watch it play out? They're trying too hard, I think, to make it. Yeah, they're being very extra. Yeah, they're like trying to sensationalize it. You know, oh, well, I I have this friend and she's really cute. She's one of my cutest friends. Let's see if he flirts with like, come on, are you serious? By the way, Lon, is it really called bait friend or catfish? Either way, because I see it as like bait, right? And I don't know, maybe they kind of liked the whole jealousy angle from, was it Julia who was jealous? Julia. Alina. No, Alina. Julia. Who's Julia? Julia was jealous of what's his face from previous. Oh, Brandon. Not, yes. Brandon and Julia, Julia right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, TLC must have really liked that, that there's this jealous fiance or excuse me, wife. Wait a minute. They're trying to get us to connect the dots that Russian women are just jealous. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's too. not cool. We don't need that. We don't need to see all that. Like Julia at least seemed like genuine. Like you could tell Julia's, you know, has that kind of insecurity. And she even comes out and says it on the tell-all that she's been cheated on in the past. And that that's what kind of led to her her insecurity. But then now to bring up this storyline where she's that jealous or doesn't trust him this much that she has to have a cute friend. Even the words coming out of my mouth sounds ridiculous. Like I'll have this really cute friend. Let's have her chat him up and see if he like flirts back and stuff this is like the bullshit ass stuff that you see on like prank channels on youtube (laughs) i'm so over it right their relationship is interesting enough agree i don't know why there's this subplot though i think it's interesting i guess when it plays out whether he will bite the bait we'll see and again that's just me thinking this might be fake and if right. it's a real thing, if she's really this insecure and it turns out to be a real thing, then yeah, I do want to see it play out. Well, is he going to flirt with her? But I don't know. Anyway, sorry I cut you off. No, good. Yeah, I have nothing else to say except it's cool that her mom has a furniture store. <laughs> Hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to talk about Evelyn and Corey? <laughs> What, dude? I haven't said my punchline. That's the punchline? <laughs> Evelyn it's Nicole. just so funny to me. This is hilarious. So this to me doesn't seem that scripted. Maybe the twist seems a bit scripted. But I, I like how... It's fake, I, dude. Come on. It's the fake. prom dress thing is fake, you think? 
Yeah, yes, I think that's that's fake. I, <laughs> I think I, it's real. <laughs> I, go ahead. Go it ahead. can go. It can go both ways. It I can. Feel. It can it's... go both ways. Like I can see why Corey did that, even though it wasn't the nicest thing to do. But I think he knows that his pockets are gonna start burning a hole. Right. <laughs> So he's like, well, let me mitigate this by offering up a dress that happens to be my sister's prom dress that she yeah. threw in the trash the other day. And and like, he didn't even bother to he dry didn't clean, clean it. it. Yeah. He didn't fix any of the, the tears. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody noticed on social media, too, that he put it in a bridal bag. Like, you know, the, to, the to bags that it? come. To yeah, really, to fake uh, it. <laughs> Man, Corey. He goes, like, the nerve of this guy to actually like put it in like a bridal gown bag. Yeah. <laughs> that seemed realistic. That's something I think is realistic that somebody would do to yeah. pass it off. Well, to pass no, it off as a wedding gown. I thought you meant like it could be realistic because some people buy their prom dresses in bridal stores. Oh, right, right. Yeah, especially if they want a white prom dress, they would go to like a bridal boutique and just buy it off the rack. Right. That was such a big faux pas, too, for him to be so unaware that, one, you don't do that. Mm. She even said it. She said it's bad luck for you to see the dress. Yeah. And then, two, the nerve of you to pick out the dress for her. I think that's one of the most exciting things that somebody can do is to pick out their dress, to go and to find the dress or to go dress shopping with their friends. It's like a ritual in the wedding industry. One, I think the wedding industry is already a sham, right? The things they do uh, to monetize certain rituals and stuff is already a sham. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. It totally is. But at the same time, I understand the fun part of it. I understand that people grow up with these ideas and they have these ideas of how the wedding should be and what they're going to do. And I think the whole bridal party and dress shopping and picking it out and going to the store, I think that's a whole thing. And you're going to deprive her of that, you know, the nerve, right? And then to make matters worse, I get that he's trying to save money. Don't get me wrong, but there are other ways to save money. Don't take that away from your fiance or how we, what we later find out is they're already married. So your wife, but don't take that away from her. You don't take that away. That's like taking the bachelor party away from you. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not saying the bachelorette party and the wedding gown rituals are equivalent, but that would be the equivalent, I think, because guys don't go out. We don't dream about getting fitted for a tux. Right. We think about the bachelor party all the time. Yeah. But these rituals that women have picking out the dress and going out and having champagne and coming out and the mom crying and the sisters crying. Oh, you look so beautiful in that dress. They don't take that away. (laughs) So for him to not only like try to take that away, but also to say, oh, here's a dress. My sister wore it, which is for real because it showed the picture of her at prom or prom date. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one. I'm not sure if people are okay with the reaction that Evelyn and the sisters gave just because it comes off as snobbish almost like, oh, this dress is not good enough for us. And maybe if Corey is being sincere about this, then their reaction is so uncalled for. Instead of being like, oh, that's sweet, but no thanks. At least be a little bit grateful, I would say, or gracious about it. But it just appears that Evelyn is 
too uppity for the dress. And I'm like, I don't know. Let's just put it this way. I like to think that Corey and Evelyn are probably nice people, right? Subjective. Yes. But the angle that they're trying to play up with Evelyn being this gold digging uppity bitch is not cool. If that's the mm. angle that the producers are trying to like highlight and trying to play up. Because that's how it comes across. All right. And then with the twist, I'm like, okay, now they really want us to be, oh, are you team Corey or team Evelyn? Now do you feel sad for Evelyn because she's actually his wife and he went off to cheat on her even though they were on a break? Mm. I don't know. This storyline is really intricate in that sense. Yeah. I want to take it back to something you you mentioned earlier about Evelyn and, and her sister's reactions and, and possibly Evelyn being uppity, right? Because mm-hmm. I kind of see these things on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff too. And a lot of it, I think, comes from her family being in a third world country. Mm-hmm. And for that, I disagree with those people. That would be like, oh, this is too good for you because you're in a third world country. I liken that to people who argue that people on food stamps shouldn't be buying steak. Mm. Are you telling me that just because they're from a third world country, that they're not allowed to dream, that they're not allowed to have the best that they believe that is for them? I'm not saying they have to go balling out, right? But like when people say that, oh, well, she's from a third world country, she should be grateful for a prom dress. No. So you're saying, right, let's make things equal. Would you accept a prom dress? you know, a used one at that, right? That's torn and and tattered for your wedding. Why do you want the same? Why do you want the same for someone just because they live in a third world country? Mm. Is that fair? That's what you're going to say, or that's what you're going to use as your justification that just because she's from a third world country, that she doesn't deserve the dress that she wants or the dress that she thinks she would look good in or that she's probably dreamt of. And yeah, she does come off you know, as ungrateful and, and she does come off as always wanting the best. Like she's a fucking princess and all that stuff. I get that. And like you said, they really do play it up because I think she really is a nice person. But to those people out there who think that just because she's in a third world country or she was born and, and, and lives in a third world country that she doesn't deserve to have the dress that she wants or the wedding that she wants. Right. Really, really take a good look at your at your privilege speaking there because yeah. i think you I, I liken that to people who are like oh well they're on food stamps how dare they buy a steak they don't deserve to eat a steak you want lesser for them it's already bad enough that they can't afford it yeah so like what is it i don't understand that right yeah I you know people who I, want lower for people who are experiencing the bottom yeah right? no totally hear you there lon i think why these people are saying that and this is why I avoided saying third world country because I agree with you she deserves to have whatever she wants to have right like a girl can dream why I think people are saying that and not that I'm tolerating this but it's because of what happened in the previous episode where she demanded that this wedding 50k wedding right <laughs> yeah. when and you that's can where, afford right and this is where now. it triggers people because then those same people that says, oh, you're not grateful or you're not gracious. I mean, I would say, yeah, some of them are probably privileged. But then there are also some of us who's like, 
well, we can't even afford a 50K wedding and we're from a developed country. Why mm. are you like gagging for a 50K wedding? Are you special? Are you the queen of Ecuador? So if I can see where those people are coming from, but I can also see how people are just being appalled by her behavior and saying like, hey, you're from a third world country. Why are you like asking for more? I think to those people, yeah, I would say definitely check your privilege. But I think because of how it played out from the previous episode, I can see why people were triggered by right. the way she reacted. She's not winning anyone on her, in her exactly. favor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if she had said, yeah, thank you and accept it. But then behind his back, he's like, no, I'm not going for this. I think people will still be okay with it because at least she's being gracious about it. The scene could have played out better. (laughs) Right. If she and her sister's like, oh, thank you. Maybe we can take this dress, shorten it or put a cape over it or something like kind of style it up and turn it from a prom dress to a wedding dress. Maybe that would be awesome because that's a win-win. That would save Corey some money and that would probably save her some money as well, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, And Corey wouldn't have to see the final product. But because this is 90 Day Fiancé, it's never going to be a win-win situation. It's never going to be idealistic. It's always going to be extra drama, yeah, scripted messiness, dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're being, I hate to say this, but they're being successful because it generates this type of reaction. Yeah, and that's these where conversations. Can, right, yeah. and you can see the ugliness from people saying like, oh yeah, she's from a third world country. She doesn't deserve it. Come to on. To be fair though, he could have pulled out an amazing dress. And her sisters would still have been like, it's fucking ugly. Right. They just don't like him. Because they don't like him. Yeah. So he could be pulling out a fucking Vera Wang. Right. And they'll be like, <laughs> because it's fuck from is him. Vera Wang? Yeah. Because it's from him, they'd be like, put that back in the bag. Ain't yeah. nobody trying to see that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They will find excuses. They'll definitely. find an excuse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great call out, Lon. I really, really appreciate that. And yeah, I did see that on social media too. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, but I can kind of understand because of how the previous episode went. But however, speaking of privilege, what about that Ariella? <laughs> Ooh. Okay, that was... <laughs> Vinny shouldn't have done that in the first place. Done what? The choco or inviting... Let's Okay, Kion? let's start from the beginning. Because I was, I was already jumping to the dinner, but you're right. Like, let's take it back to the beginning. Hayden getting extra aggressive. So, all right, but let, let, let's take it even further back than that. Um, <laughs> Leandro could have been more reassuring, mm. I think. And Leandro, he said enough to leave doubt, right? I think if you're trying to make the husband feel secure, this friendship that you're trying to establish or this trust that you're trying to gain now that he's married and and has a baby would go off better if you just said, look, like you have nothing to worry about. What we had was in the past. I'm not trying to hit on her. I am trying to sleep with her, whatever. You can totally be that way. And instead, he's giving really vague answers like, well, you just don't get over somebody overnight, right? Well, but y'all have been broken up for a while, he, dude. Like He said, oh, no, you have nothing feelings to worry just about. Feelings don't go away or something. He, he, but he, he interjected these little things, right? Like that put enough doubt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I thought the only thing he said was, 
uh, you don't have anything to worry about. And I thought, okay, is that a yes or a no? Did right. you sleep with her or not? And he not? said that, but he, and he said that after prefacing it with these little things that weren't very reassuring. So if you were reassuring and then you said you have nothing to worry about, different story, completely yeah. different story. Mm-hmm. But he says, oh, well, feelings just don't change just because y'all break up, you know? And then you say, but you have nothing to worry about. Motherfucker, not after, <laughs> after what you just told me? Like, no, what are you talking about? So like, dude, Leandro, just fucking, even if you got to lie, <laughs> even if you have to lie, which is probably what I would do. I've never been in that position. But if I was where maybe I had some unresolved feelings, but you know what? She's married now and she has a child with him and I'm staying in your place. Of course, I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, what we had was in the past. You can trust me. I ain't trying to hit on her because I'm not. I'm not trying to get with her. I'm not trying to sleep with her because I'm not. That's truthful, right? And if he says, do you still have feelings for her? Fucking lie, dude. I would be like, nah, we are done. We are done, done. You ain't got to worry about me. And then I can say, you have nothing to worry about, right? (laughs) But Benny inviting his ex was already a dumb move. That was already a dumb move. Don't do that. You know, and and that was completely see-through. And she saw right through it from the jump, right? Like, why is she coming? This is, you know, a meal for us or whatever. And she already knew what was happening. But the biggest twist was that it backfired and I fucking loved it. And did you see, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Scion? Yep, Scion. She's beautiful. She is hot. She is beautiful. And I'm not even talking about Ariella. He cheated on her? Like he cheated on her. <laughs> That's like Jay-Z what? cheating on Beyonce, dude. I like, was like, what? oh my gosh. Yeah. So for her to hold on to that Uno card and just bam, whip it out, <laughs> dude, right when, <laughs> you know, and, and it, he didn't even intend for that to happen. And boy, was he sweating. That was good TV for yeah, me. I was, was just like, that was a I good loved one. it. I loved it. I loved it. You can tell he was so uncomfortable rehashing it too. Because right. here's the thing. It exposes him because the way he started his relationship with his ex-wife is the same way that Ari started her relationship with Bini, if you think about it. Yeah. And for him to be like untrustworthy and stuff, it's because he's insecure about what he did Mm. in his past. Mm -hmm. And like the, the way the metaphor I like to use is you're throwing stones from a glass house. I thought it's more like game recognized game. Game recognized game. Yo, yo, yes. And that too right, applies. Right. That too applies, right? But don't try to come and fuck up somebody's couch when your house isn't in order. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, <laughs> game recognized game. He throwing <laughs> stones from a glass house though. And like, yeah, yeah. but man, my jaw dropped when Scion walked into that restaurant. I'm like, what? She's beautiful. Yeah, she's, but I guess she's like, what do you call it? The one that got away. So the one good that for got her. away. Now I'm curious. What does because I guess he married the person he cheated on Sion with. Right. That was his ex-wife that fled Ethiopia with their kid. Oh. Yeah. So now it's almost like the producers are trying to get Ariella to do the same to him to wow, like show that history can right. repeat itself. I totally forgot about that little part up there. Yeah. So that, I that think was the one. in the next few episodes, we're gonna find out that. The baby, I forgot his name, but 
he's gonna need some sort of surgery and Ariella is gonna bring him to the US and I think they're gonna allude to the fact that it's almost similar to what happened to Beanie previously right right yeah I don't know if you also noticed but it looks like as hot as Sion is she looked pregnant did she I wasn't paying attention that closely. Again, I, I could be wrong because I keep getting this wrong. I know she's a dancer, so she has a really great shape, a body shape. But then I noticed that she has a pooch. And I wonder if it's because... <laughs> a pooch. She... <laughs> I wonder if it's because she she's pregnant. <laughs> right. We're so, not talking like a little puppy, like a pooch. <laughs> I, I don't know why I call it pooch. I'm sorry. A little thump, a little hump. I don't know. A, a little bump. I've heard bump. pooch before. No, you're okay. you're you're right. I've heard yeah. pooch before. <laughs> I guess pooch is in reference to people who drink a lot of beer. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I noticed something, and I wonder if she has already moved on. You know, and maybe that's why she's comfortable with saying like, "Oh yeah, Leandro is cute." Maybe she's like, "Oh, it's just a passing remark." Like, mm-hmm. who cares? But yeah, I like how. <laughs> okay, first of all, I get why Beanie did that. It's basically to get back at. Ariella for inviting yeah. her ex. He's like, oh, okay, game on, bitch. <laughs> yeah, tit for tat. Tit for tat. Like yeah. I say, game recognized kid. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, a, a, you could see right through it. And he tried to play it off. Oh, yeah. well, we're in the area. And yeah. uh, no, she, well, you're just trying to make your wife jealous, bro. Right. So I think if you watch Pillow Talk, Dean, Tariq's brother. Tariq's Dean, brother. Yeah, yeah. Said that, oh man, it's no longer a love triangle. This is a love square. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, so it's super messy. But like I said, this is 90 Day Fiancé. What do you expect, right? I like how she pushed. uh, Ari pushed. Like, no, because he tried to shut her up, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, it's only fair. And then Leandro jumps in. It's only fair. (laughs) So let's hear about it. (laughs) Yeah, they were going to have that tea spill, man. Yeah, and Leandro's probably getting back at him for that chokehold. He was like, "Oh yeah, maybe he cheated on <laughs> the chokehold." I didn't even yeah. mention that that chokehold. <laughs> Dude, that was an assault, man. Like it went from punching practice to like a fucking MMA BJJ. That that was very unsportsmanlike. I didn't like that. Yeah, Everybody knows like that. that in sports, um, especially if you're into if you, especially if you tap three times, right? Or yeah, yeah you're and, supposed and to he, let go. And he did that multiple times. Right. Like he did it. And then he didn't let go and he did it again. Yeah. And he still was choking him out. I think he almost passed out. And I was like, that's a shithole move. So Dean, once again, from Pillow Talk, said that the reason why Beanie was letting him punch was to test how strong his punch is. And from there, he can gauge if he can take on the guy. And that's Uh why he took him down and chokehold him. And I was like, dude, you're bullying this guy. Because Leandro yeah. comes across as um, a nice academic scholarly yeah. guy. Kind and, of awkward a little bit. Yeah, kind of awkward, very yeah. nerdy. And I, I can see his appeal to Ari. But for Bini to like go all being a big bully to him, like, come on, man. Yeah. That's I, I get it. It's it's probably good TV, but it was that, a flex. He was yeah, flexing. it was a flex for yeah. sure. We didn't need to see that though, but yeah. well, we get it, you know. You yeah. beat bongos every night. Like, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lon, that is it for, was it episode three of 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way, season three. What is your WTF moment? 
Uh, WTF moment was spilling tea at the table. I didn't expect Benny to have like a clean past and stuff like that. But the fact that he used this dinner, was it lunch or dinner? I forget this. He used this event, right, to kind of get back at Ari and to have it totally backfire on him. And um, not just that, but then to, to be able to see his ex and just be like, holy crap, she's stunning. You know, and to drop this bomb that like he's a cheater. And this whole time he's over here trying to call out his wife for cheating and being suspicious of their relationship when dude you are the one that actually got caught and then Mm. married the person you cheated with this all came full circle in this moment so for me that was that was huge wtf moment and to be clear sion actually said they didn't speak for two months and she thought that they would reconcile wow just like how ari left uh leandro and, mm-hmm. and then kind of assume that they will get back together when she's done traveling. Right. Only to be knocked up. That's why I say, man, game recognize game. Game recognize game. <laughs> well, my WTF moment is Corey giving Evelyn his sister's dirty prom ass dress. prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cool move. Like you said, it's almost depriving her of the whole experience of shopping around for a wedding dress with her sisters. I get it. He wanted to save money. Mm. Uh, He's looking after his own wallet. But yeah, I mean, not when you've not dry cleaned that shit, man. Like, come on. At least present The very least, right? Yeah, the very least, like clean that shit up before you present it. Not the best move, but even if you were going to do that, you could have at least cleaned it up. Yeah, patched it up or something like throwing it in a bridal bag is not enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stay classy, Corey. <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. You can find me at italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X on Instagram or lon, L-A-N underscore like underscore L-A-W-N or on Facebook at italics plays, I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. I also live stream uh, video games every Friday and Saturday starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Pacific time and we stay up all night long. All night long. All night. (laughs) (laughs) Just before we let you guys go, I know we're not supposed to talk about he who shall not be named. And I'm not talking about Lord Voldemort here. I'm talking about (laughs) Colty. (laughs) But go watch 90 Days Singles on TLC if you haven't watched it on Discovery Plus because he revealed why he was with Jess. And it was, oh my God, it was fucking scumbag move do you have discovery plus no i don't but they're oh. <laughs> they're, they're showing the singles live is it singles live yeah 90 days singles maybe they're showing it on the free to air tlc channel and i caught last night's episode i caught it briefly oh. and colt and vanessa they're now together they went on a dinner date with jess and her new husband messy hmm. Messy. Yeah. Latest episode? 
Yep, I'm going to watch yep, it. Yep. And uh, you'll find out what was going on in Colty's mind. But you should also hear what Jess had to say because it's hella funny. So yeah, I don't want to spoil it here, but go check it out. Yeah, I have to catch up on that. Yeah. All right, Lon, anything else? Oh, that's it. Cool. All right. Until next time, be kind to one another. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love (laughs) y'all. Bye.